0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com.
0: I'm Laura Stanley, host of Inside School Food. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's number 43 and the Good Beer Seal, and it's Tuesday, March 10th, 2015. Today we're talking about the importance of clean draft lines, and we've got our special friend, Sean Lynch, from the Clean Beer Project in the studios, as well as some other great guests like Patrick Doniger from the crazy places, the Jeffrey, and other... W- w- where are you from, Patrick? I'm from... You're from all over the place.
3: I'm all over the place. I'm from... Uh between 1st and 2nd Avenue and between House and street, I'm uh, from Long Island City and originally from uh, Donegal in Ireland. We got Yvonne from Bell's Brewing in the house. Hey, how's it
2: going? And Lindsay Ronkey who's a great bar manager. Where are you working now, Lindsay?
4: Bondurans the upper East Side. The so, dark. this is
2: first. Give a big shout out to our, our sponsors. Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world class ales and lagers. If you have any questions for our guests today, you can tweet us live at beer underscore sessions. Maggie's in the studio and, and follow her at beer underscore sessions. This is kind of a serious show. So, I um, mean, you know, Patrick years ago used to, used to say that he cleaned every every, every keg, keg, every line, every day, and. Um, you know there, there there is a real importance of of cleaning lines and, and Yvonne's going to talk to us about what it's like selling his beer and and having to trust that the establishment uh, has has a clean lines and I just say there's there's not really any uh, official you know uh, you know signature or you know, award that's given out to, for clean lines in, in the States. We do know in the city we have the good beer seal, which is a general kind of you have good beer, good draft quality, but we haven't really addressed what clean lines are. And uh, my good buddy Sean Lynch has been cleaning beer lines for how many years, Sean?
5: Uh, well, I've been at my own business for uh, one year now, but I've been cleaning them for just over three
2: And you, tell us what you did. So you you started tweeting about all the places that you clean, the Clean Beer Project.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to start, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Jimmy. Um, I'm trying to start what's called the Clean Beer Project. Uh, As of right now, my Twitter handle is at CleanBeerNYC. And uh, I basically just tweet out the the bars where I clean each day. Eventually, I'd like it to grow where bars that I don't clean, but I know their schedules and they do get them professionally cleaned, will all be able to join the Clean Beer Project. But as for now... Um, everyone who's on it i know they do their lines properly because i personally do them
2: well that's great so yvonne so you're out there repping bells brewery in in new york city um what 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 is what do clean lines mean to you and how do you care about your product being presented
6: well clean lines uh they mean everything to me um it's we're we're a very draft heavy brewery um in in the market and a lot of our fans come and get our get our beers at fine establishments represented by all of you in here right now, uh, and it means a lot to us to have clean lines because at the end of the day, we can do we can spend uh, millions and millions of dollars on quality, uh, which we do. Um, we have a very extensive lab with a lot of a lot of PhDs and people studying their P, getting their PhDs, uh, high level chemists that uh, make sure that our beer is consistent and uh, at all times and every every time you drink a beer you. A Bell's beer, you understand that you're getting a Bell's beer, and we can control it all the way up until it gets off the truck. And once once it's in the hands of the account, we trust the account to have clean lines because if you don't have clean lines, all the, all the money you spend in the world uh, to make lower-class beer isn't going to matter.
2: Years uh, ago, I, had, I, I thought things had changed. And I think there's, like we know, the Good Beer Seal bars, a lot of really good beer bar and restaurant accounts in the city where I know the beers are great and the lines are great. But I had a German friend 12 years ago who said I'd never drink beer uh, draft beer in america because i don't trust the lines and he only drank out of bottles and that's kind of where it first came from for me um patrick you know you you go way back your father had pubs in ireland you grew up doing this he did tell us about cleaning lines and what it means to you
3: well i think uh well growing up in a bar in the bar business my dad used to be uh very particular about his lines and you know back then it was a lot of um guinness malik's harp and everything on it and my dad always taught me that you know every keg is unique, every keg is different. So, it res- it demanded the respect that uh, the brewer who put it into the keg to make sure that happened at the uh, at the bars too. So after every keg, we clean the line, and so on, and so on. I was about six or s- five or six years old when I first learned how to clean lines, and I've seriously been doing it ever since at the at the Jeffrey. Um, We go through about 90 to 105 kegs a week, so that means we clean individual lines 90 to 105 times a week. Uh, At Fools Golds, it's it's the same. At Alewife, it's the same. It's just when a keg kicks, even if I'm putting on the same beer that was already on it, we still clean that line because every keg's different, and it's important. It's important for the... What what does cleaning
2: lines mean? I mean, what do you do, Sean? I mean, you you have a, a line with beer in it.
5: Um, Well, there's a couple of ways, um, you know, some more effective than others. Um, I do what's called a constant recirculation, where I essentially take all the beer lines and make them one long line and run uh, first water through the whole system to get all the beer out, then a soap, a specialized soap that's made for cleaning beer lines, and then uh, rinsing that out with water. And every six months do a uh, phosphoric acid rinse, which gets rid of all the the stuff left behind by the soap over, over the months and, you know, the soap is really there to break down the organic material, like mildew and mold, while the acid is there to break down what's called beer stone, which is a calcium buildup in the lines.
2: And what are some of the if – I, if I go into a, a beer bar that I don't really know, and I and – I, what happens sometimes I, I went to a place that I want to name it in in Brooklyn, and I saw, oh, uh, Great Divide Titan IPA, which is one of my favorite IPAs on draft and right away i knew that it, the lines weren't clean because of the flavors these off flavors who wants to describe what what it tastes like when you have an unclean line
3: butter <laughs> popcorn you're just going to get a stale stench off it you know it's not i what i always look at is um Sierra Nevada pale ale which is you know it's a, it's one of the most constant beers out there and um you know, I have it in my bar, and I'll I'll go to another bar, and I'll taste it, and before it even hits the table, I can smell the acid all off it, or I can smell some other off flavors, like band-aids or whatever. And right off the bat, I know like I'm not going to be drinking beer from draft from their draft system in that bar. And you know, it's a it's a huge letdown, and it's something that I'm glad you know you're working on to to promote clean lines in, in New York, because there's a lot of bars out there that really need to take that extra time to spend on on cleaning their lines. And you know, it's, you're looking after the product that these. Especially craft breweries around America really, really are passionate about their beer, and they want it served in the best possible condition. And I think it's a bar owner and bar manager's obligation to make sure that it's you're getting a clean pint. That customer is coming in satisfied. He's tasting beer as if it was poured right from the brewery yesterday.
2: Yvonne, as as a, a brewery rep, I mean, do, do you feel like you can go into an account and tell them about cleaning their lines if you have an issue?
6: It's a very, very delicate uh, conversation to have. Um, so, and I've had the conversations in the past, obviously I'm not going to speak to who I've had it with, but I've had those conversations. They they can be difficult, but if it's, uh, especially now when you see a lot of bars in New York are now sort of moving towards craft and, and taking a lot more time and care with the, with the beers that they put up and maybe they don't know that aspect, it, it's, it's a much easier education conversation to have. Um, and you know, I can always send a great thing is I can always send them to bars where I know the bar, the beer is clean and be like, well. Drink your beer and then go two blocks down to X Bar that is cleaning the lines X amount of times a week or uh, a month, and you'll see the vast difference. And and once you put a put a dirty beer and a clean beer in front of somebody, you know, nine times out of ten they're they're always gonna clean their lines from them. And it's
3: from not always in. it's not always about the lines too. You know, having clean glassware, clean faucets, and clean couplers is some of the most important things you can do. I can't speak for everybody in the in the bar industry, but what I would what we do is we take our faucets apart every week or two. Um, Depend on on how much action they got the week before, and we we I clean out the shanks with a metal wire brush. Um, the couplers we drop into a bucket of solution um, that I brought. But it's uh, and while we're changing kegs, we just drop the coupler into um, a bucket right beside it and and let it sterilise and. Then we hook up another keg, but also like your faucets. Like if you ever let let a tap run for for like to me, it's a month. I'm like, oh my god, look at the state of this. Why didn't we clean it before? And um but we try to do it now every week or two. And I've got a great crew, like you know Ryan and Colin and Rob and Dave and you know Margaret or and my wife Rose are just intense on cleaning lines, and they know how important it is. And we train our staff to do it, but usually we leave it to the manager to do it, so it's just done. <laughs>
2: So you don't have a five or six-year-old kid who can clean it for you. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> One of your goals, the right? Dog. <laughs> and then, and, uh, Lindsay. So you know you, you worked in a bunch of places uptown. Where are you working again now?
4: Bondurant. You
2: just started up, right?
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Thanks. I like. Them, so right? what,
2: what? do you guys do for cleaning your lines? And, and have you ever been out and, and noticed that the beer didn't taste that great?
4: Um, well, as somebody like front of the house too, like when you walk into a bar, you see everything. You see what people are drinking, what's going on, and you see if there's a lot of bottles and or liquor drinks you're always hesitant to try a draft beer for for me so because that's what i noticed first as being like front of the house mostly um but they there that they they have their own system where they clean lines let's say like a a pilsner's going on after something else because it's a delicate beer you want to taste everything that you can through it um but they have their own system but they they go like maybe like once uh like every week and a half they clean their lines, and um, I'm learning from them. Um, my old place that I worked at, they did it all the time. Um, had, a, like, a trusty guy. If we ever had any problems, he was there the next morning. And this is what I have learned through, like, Chris and Drew at Keeley's. And also my own taste. Um, I, I, I do like to drink delicate beers every once in a while. So, like, I mean, I will always go for an IPA. But you want to taste everything, and, and for me, that's...
2: This Just is going to be a tough everything. show. I don't know if we can have a whole show talking about clean beer lines, but I do care about it. I remember one time I was in an old school Times Square bargain. I don't want to name it. And they had like four drafts. And I figured there was like Bud Light and there was Bex. And I figured, well, at least I'll try the Bex. And the guy next to me gave me a funny look. And he basically said in this place people only... This is the other thing about what moves. That, that He said if you see the Bud Light, that's the only thing people are drinking. And, and it was like the Bex line had been on for like a year. It just mm-hmm. had... Everything that's about sad. it just did not taste good. So that's whole the other thing is, you know... W- that's why we love these good beer seal bars and, and, and we try to... I know you're working on a, what, a New York City beer trail, Patrick.
3: Yeah, I'm working with uh, Kelly Taylor from um, the Brewers Guild. And I'm working with... Um Paul Leone from the Brewers Association or State Brewers Association to uh, create a, a Beer Trails website and app that'll be more or less a guideline for for both bars, breweries, uh, customers, tourists, everything as like your go-to for um, uh, anything beer in New York State. Um, and uh, what we want to put in that too is, you know, a Beer Trails sticker on your, on your, I don't know, your taps or your front window or your door or whatever the hell. And it'll uh, it'll be more or less saying that, like, you know, straight from the brewery, from farm to face kind of thing, you know. It's like we want to make sure the beer has got there and it's looked after and it's clean and, you know, so It's it good, back it's to good to, I think we
2: need, we need more sites where, where they're really talking about the quality of the beer and, um, you know, the Good brazil has been doing that for years, but, you know, definitely adding on this clean beer experience. That's oh, hugely uh, important.
3: I think it's absolutely. it's so important for the customer to know when they go in, like as you say, with the Good Beer Seal bars, like, you know, like, Getting getting those and getting a, a newsletter going out to these guys to say like you know well you know you're part of this group now please look after your lines please clean your lines, and um, this is the expectations of the group would be uh, go a long way because I know personally and and I know with my friends and and my uh, managers and staff we they're so used to drinking good beer and and drinking from clean lines and clean glassware that it's you know this is what you would come to expect from good beer seal bars and you know it should and what you start is a great thing to to educate people on that too. So when they come into the bar, the staff could even t- say like, well, we're a good beer to your bar. And I'll is- tell you what,
2: when I know like even offshoots of the good, like when I'm out here in Bushwick, I know I'll go to Pine Box Rock Shop. You mm-hmm. know, they always have great lines and the beer's great. He, even at Roberta's here, they do a nice job. They do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
6: also drives away, drives away customers. Um, you know, as we're, the, the big thing is, I'm, I mean, a lot of us in here have been in craft beer for a very, very, very long time. And it's always about bringing people over and bringing people from that you know macro lager that they always go to, and if you hand them a, a craft beer that's from a dirty line, they're going to go right back, and we're gonna, we're going to lose that that share uh, again and again. So it's really important for the movement, you know, if, if we, we're if we're still calling it that,
5: uh, it's super important for the movement for people to have craft, clean beer lines. All
2: right.
5: And New York is unique in a sense that most states, it's mandated that the distributor clean their beer lines at bars and restaurants. Is that true? That is true. And in New York State, it is not mandated at all. There is absolutely no law in the book saying that anyone has to clean their lines whatsoever. That's how I'm able to be in business. It's because if it was any other state, the distributor would be responsible, which they employ people that do it. They do it every day, all day. They take it very seriously. But here, it's left to the device of the bar, like the bar owner. And a lot of times you know bars do clean their own lines uh but a lot of times they don't do them as well as, as a guy like patrick or or you know some other bars that i know of that clean their own lines really really well and you know that leaves that leaves a bit of a gap there it's you know they're doing it they're just not doing it well
2: so with your, with your clean beer project you know how, how do you keep track of who's cleaning their lines or who, whose lines you're going to recommend
5: well in, in that uh the question, I'm, I'm I'm not sure honestly. I mean, as like I said, right now it's the ones that I go to and I clean myself, so I'm sure. But you know, I mean, eventually we'll get some bars that uh, either do their own lines or have another company because there are some great companies in New York that are, that do the same thing that uh, that we do. Um, and you know, we'll post their their schedule, and you know, I'll I'll personally go in and be happy to taste test the lines to make sure. And uh, you know hopefully it'll grow that way you know just on the merit and the word of the bar owner
2: well i'll tell you i think it's time we drink some beer because <laughs> i don't want to talk about clean lines anymore <laughs> you know patrick what did you bring you brought you, you... I, I am well, well, I tell brought, us about your bars you have been on in a while you got we, everyone knows about your wife but you, you opened jeffrey
3: i have the jeffrey on uh Street between first and second and um, we have we're open now some terrible at time um over a year, I'd say a year and a half. half. Uh, Fools Gold is open about eight or nine months, uh, and Alewife is going into its third year, I want to say. Mm. Um, actually, we're starting um, plans to build a brew pub at, at uh, Alewife. So, um, In Long Island City. Yeah. Long Island City, Let's, yeah. what,
2: what did you bring for beer? Let's pop some I beer. brought,
3: uh, we're doing an event at the Jeffrey tonight from Tual, uh Denmark Brewery. So I brought a It's like it's Tool, right? T-O-O-L yeah. with a little. Yeah, with a little strike for sure. Yeah. Um, so I brought that. I brought Yeastis, Christus, Super Sour, which is a very complex sour say, uh, farmhouse ale. Um, it's not actually that sour, but and then I brought one of the best porters ever made, um, Black Ball Porter. I think it's like it's spectacular. Let's um, pop it. Come on. Yeah. All right. And pour it all over this. So you, yeah, you, And
2: the people, the, your managers there, your staff, everybody there is it's cleaning actually, lines yeah. every time it comes. Well, the,
3: mostly the managers and the barbacks are cleaning the lines right away. And um and you know, it's just if I, when I'm there and something kicks I'll put out and, and we have a sheet of what goes on next and all that. So what we want to do is make sure that uh that the line's clean and we tick it off and line's been clean, ready to go, next beer goes on. Alright. It's all done within an hour or so.
2: So Pat Patrick's he's gonna clean the lines he's gonna pour us a beer each year. We'll be back in a few minutes on beer sessions radio.
3: Alright. Alright,
2: good Got start. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. All right, we're rocking it out. Hey, it was Maggie Sidon's birthday the other day. She turned 25, great co-producer. And check her out at Beer Underscore Sessions. You can wish her happy birthday. And tomorrow's Justin Kennedy's birthday, and uh, he's awaiting the birth of, of a child. Happy so birthday. you never know. He might have a baby on his birthday. So this is what we do here at Beer Sessions Radio. We hang out and drink beer. Uh, we were talking about clean beer lines, and um, Patrick brought some, some tool for us, but... Uh, Lindsay what was your question You're saying Sometimes you go out And, and you're, you're, you're
4: I'm, I'm a late night Jameson you drinker cons- You care about what you
3: drink <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> But like if I If I order Jameson Out someplace I know immediately It's not Jameson And I've seen other people That will get Very very angry about it so And I scary. think that people Should get just as angry If they their beer So you're like concerned That in
2: some, some places They may be pouring Cheap whiskey Into their Jameson bottle
4: Some places been to.
3: <laughs>
4: Patrick knows when you go and play darts. Yeah, like,
3: and uh, yeah. you know I I like my shots of Jameson later yes. on too, and um, i will get that like gag reflex. I'm like, that's not fucking yes. James. Oh, sorry, that's not Jameson. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then you order something else, and they're like, wait, well, what's wrong? And you can see on the bartender's yeah, face, yeah, yeah, they yeah, get yeah, all yeah. nervous. Like, what's going on? What's yeah. going on? What's going on? Like, <laughs> sure. Taking a little whiskey tour, yeah. and yeah. then I'm gonna go to I've, bottles.
3: We're actually switching. I'm switching over my uh, all my bars to uh, Teeling Irish whiskey because. It's actually more crafted. It's 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 a phenomenal whiskey. And um, I can never be doubted ever again. That, oh, that's not James. Not that I ever was, but I'm saying, like, but I think Teeling is a much better whiskey. And Jesus, um, am I promoting Teeling? <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm going to get a check for this.
3: <laughs> that's what I really use to clean my lines. Damn
2: <laughs> well, you know, talking about checking out clean line. Well, first, tell us about this beer again. So it's the tool...
3: Uh, from it's too all from Denmark. Too old. Um, Shatten Brothers um, imported and remarkable distributed. And I'm actually doing an event tonight with twelve other uh, beers on top of the Jeffrey, and so I thought it would be a nice little uh, mix-up. From it's great. You know, uh, what this, is it? This, it's a little sour. What this is, is called uh, Eustace Christus Super Sour, kind of like mixing the words of Jesus Christ Super Star. Yes, <laughs> you know where it's, I've never it's been. Super complex. I haven't
2: been to the Jeffrey yet. Maybe I should go tonight, I know, man.
3: I have the car outside. You're coming with me.
2: I'm coming with you. Taking a
3: screaming Jimmy.
2: I have nothing to do other than a pizza at Robert's. Ha- I have nothing to do. We tonight. have a
3: great face for radio to both of us, but man, we got to get ourselves out there too. <laughs> now,
2: I'll tell you, I'm doing a fun appearance tomorrow night. We're we're uh, we're hosting the New York City Hot Sauce Expo, the third annual one at the end of April. But um, tomorrow night in Times Square at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Times Square I'll be eating in the chicken wings challenge
3: I hope they came (laughs) the fastest
2: to eat yeah 12 chicken wings I don't (laughs) think I'm going to drink oh I shouldn't say I don't think I'm going to drink a beer there but
3: (laughs) uh, sorry guys (laughs) But sponsorship just went out the window (laughs) so I got to
2: get in shape for my chicken wing eating contest tomorrow night so isn't that crazy all the things that we do I'm from
6: from Buffalo I can give you some good tips what do you do when you eat chicken wings wings. Uh, just hold your nose just hold (laughs) <laughs> Don't think about it. Just keep eating, and then the pain will come in about. But do you, 10 do you minutes eat
2: the, the you know all the cartilage too, or is it just the, you know? Oh,
3: you go, go how do every, they judge oh, it? Yvonne sucks the bone dry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Talk about chicken wings. An expert. What are some some uh, beer bars that, that have good? Chi- I know Blind Tiger always has chicken wings. They have
3: great wings. Have great oh my god!
2: What about? Do you have chicken wings at your I places? Have
3: chicken wings at Alewife and, Food's Gold, probably the best in the city. Obviously, but you know. Somebody else. you.
2: know my, my friend King Fajanagong. He's been on some shows. He's got a place, Kuma Inn, in Lower East Side. It's like Philippine Thai. He he makes uh, an awesome chicken wing. It was in the New York Times dining section last fall. It's called Wings Adobo. He fries and braises it. And it's wow. really good. It's like a soy sauce.
3: I love it when they when when I find out people uh, like double cook fries. You know they oven cook them first and they fry them, fry them again maybe maybe triple cook. But it's, it's it adds such texture to the like you know if they if they marinate it right or. Fine, yeah, right. It's it's amazing what you can do. the no,
2: double cooks are amazing. Well, there's a place
5: down in um, Financial, I think, maybe or Tribeca, um, Mudville awesome. that
3: has thirty draft oh, beers man. that has great wings. I've made a mess mm-hmm. of myself down there in wings before. Do they have clean lines? Um, clean.
5: They used to back when I worked for my former company and clean <laughs> them. I haven't been there. In, I was I was uh, there.
2: I was there last year. I had pretty good beers they, there they too. Take,
6: they take, they lot take lot it pride. seriously. They yeah. they do it
5: right. Yeah, they take a lot of
6: pride.
2: In I, I think there's you know, and I don't I don't want to bemoan this whole clean line things, but. You know, usually I go to places I go to Fool's Gold, I go to Blind Tiger, I go to D B A, these places that where I know people and I never have ever thought the lines weren't clean. It just you know, with so many new places opening, I think that's why we did the show is that I have walked into places where wow everything looks great, there's like a nice little bar, there's a nice nice line of taps. And like I said, when there's a beer I know, like a Sierra Nevada or a great you know, great divide beer that I know and you can tell those tastes of yeah. what's not clean.
3: Because, you know, it's a standard beer. Like, I, the reason I referenced um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is because, you know, everybody knows the taste. Everyone knows what it should taste like. And it's a great beer to reference to any other... to to, to uh, beer equipment. You know, yeah. what you have in place or they're looking after... I think their, their we're getting
2: at is that whether between it's a New York's Beer Trails or Good Beer Sale or a Clean Beer Project, I really think it is time to have some, you know, recognition of, of places with clean lines. Yeah, it's great. You well, know, the,
6: the, There's that mm-hmm. basic... Thing that a lot of people say,
2: where it's you, but not by the health department. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's going oh, to something independent. We
3: well, got already expansion. Well, I mean, right.
5: beer is food. Maybe the health. Yeah, I mean, well, you clean the line. Why don't you clean the line? If it's, you-
3: one time, I was getting an inspection, and I walked. I was walking around with the guy. And um I was I have tried to push him towards my cooler and go like you know how clean my lines are you should check my lines they're really clean I was <laughs> yeah. like fishing for that tap in the back going like good job I, I've buddy now I'm going to check everything else.
5: I've known a, of a couple of inspectors that have come in and, and grabbed a, a you know a napkin
3: and put yeah. it up in well, the
5: faucet and see if there's any errant yeast or anything like that I've seen that too that.
3: and they and you know what I've heard some bad stories about it Yeah and um you know I actually I know a story is pretty good uh, a guy from Union Beer told me when they were up at Yankee Stadium or a stadium let's say and um, they were uh, it was the start of the season and the beer companies were coming in and they more or less brought out all the draft equipment that's you know all around the stadium and they were <laughs> they don't clean the lines but they they just ripped the, the cables out and there was a they caught a hold of a little bit of um what do you call it? like like gooey gunk uh, black stuff that just pulled it right out it was about eight feet long like that's what's in your lines. If you don't clean your bloody lines, it's like <laughs>
2: there's videos. There's you videos really want to
3: drink that, you know? So like you, you can, This is the importance of people. They can you learn know.
6: online
2: about cleaning lines? Just YouTube dirty
6: beer lines. So oh yeah? You know. yeah, yeah. There's it's a, actually pretty disturbing. There's a training se- segment with with bells that that, that every year we do a thing called Skills Week, and everyone gets together and we learn about every single aspect of the brewery, from what we use to clean the floors in the cafe to what kind of yeast we're putting in in oarsmen. Um, and one of the segments uh, in in one of our one of our days was dirty beer lines, and they showed a video about a guy who'd been getting his clean, lines clean for uh, every two weeks for about four years from a certain company. This is up in Boston, and uh, the guy was just coming in and scamming them, and pouring hot li- hot water through the lines, not cleaning it. And then a someone like from the Clean Beer Project uh, up up there so, along those lines went in and actually showed them how to clean their lines. And they dumped the uh, they dumped the lines into a bucket, and it basically looked like couple thousand tiny little worms,
3: oh my God,
6: coming out of the uh, out of the lines <laughs> and this is a really high volume bar in, uh, sports bar in Boston they
5: were probably fruit fly maggots
6: yeah and, and and he said, this is what's been in your lines, this is what ha-. And, and that's and the guy was essentially cleaning his lines, but it was just running hot water through the lines, which does absolutely nothing. You might as well just run more beer through the lines and
3: you know not take a tap off for, for two hours.
2: Patrick, you brought a cleaning solution, so what it are is. some of the the companies that, pr- that have cleaning supplies? I,
3: well, this is a company I've been dealing with um since I my early days in management over here and, and it's from Thonhauser it's called uh, TM uh, it's a bloody Austrian word DN uh, Disanamix, and it's I, I really like it it's, it's not detrimental to your um, beer lines it's <laughs> it doesn't damage them it doesn't wear them down um, it's a colour coded solution so after you pour it through it starts coming out purple then it'll go green that means you're done congratulations you've all the bacteria your lines are clean and it's just your indicator, you know, when, when your lines are done. Um, I've been using these guys for a while. They came to New York and done, um, uh, you know, give me the whole spiel and everything and showed me that there's an iPhone app where you can, like, match up the colors and things. And um, they were tested by Anwes for Bush for seven years. And, uh, like, they have actually put them through their paces for seven years before they got approval. And now uh, Bush used them for all their breweries all across the country and everything. And um, that was good enough for me, you know. Um, I use them, I buy boxes at a time, and um, it's a grain, and you pour it in. so at every bar I have a cleaning can, it's like a mini keg, it's like a corny keg, there's four tops in it, like European, American, different different keys fit on it, and um, so it is technically a corny keg, so you just un- open it up, pour in your solution, I pour in uh, hot water, three quarters hot water, a quarter cold water, and um, I run run the lines out. Until the color changes, and we can hook up four lines at a time, we usually only do like two or three max just so we can get more attention to the lines and Then once it changes color you 're good to go're uh, yeah, but then I, I will after that then I will run, uh, run through hot water and then a quick blast of cold water and it 's done and um I was. We were talking earlier about uh, you know, about the amount of gas we go through, and it wastes a serious amount of gas. So I have um, nuco two at all, all my bars, and what we do is we shut off the CO two and we just push it through with nitrogen because there's nitrogen regenerators, and it um, doesn't waste any. Well, wastes some, but like not a lot. One,
2: one thing I want to ask you is because you grew up, you know, your father had Irish bars in Ireland. Yeah. You know, do you think that you seem like to, you know things that most Americans don't about running a
3: bar? I don't know. I, I don't just have the Irish have these secrets, things. don't they have these secrets? I don't know, it, it, it's different. <laughs> it's like, you know, I have a lot of Irish friends over here too and you know, it's it's just what I was brought up with. I grew up uh going to a bar in the morning before school, going like lunchtime and then back after school doing my like little jobs and stuff and then going home and doing my homework and same thing next day. But it was it was just it was instilled in you. Like all my family are were brought up in bars, like you know, uh before I was born or probably around the time I was born. There so your was brother
2: a, Joe, what, what places yeah. does
3: he have? Right? He he has Beer Authority, rattling Hum, and... A new place. Corley right? Barn.
2: Where is that? Barley, Barley Corn. Downtown, right?
3: Downtown, yeah. Financial. So both of us grew up in the family industry and this is what we know and this is what we do. It's like there's... I don't really know anything else to do apart from... I'm an electrician by trade but I don't really know anything else to do but bars and I love it. I love the business aspect of it. I love the ins and outs of running a bar. It's something that you're just... You can't really inherit, or you can't really like, just learn. You just inherited it, and you know this. And I don't know. It's hard to explain to people Cheers to you, man. <laughs>
2: All right, so I'm going to the Jeffrey tonight, my first cheers. time there. Cheers. And I'll help you drink your 100 kegs a week, man. Yeah, oh, man. man. That's pretty we'd, we'd, awesome. We'd give it a good dent in it tonight, anyway. I mean, I might as well give you a, a shout-out. I, I heard that McSorley's does like 100 kegs a week of beer. That's a lot of beer for a bar.
3: Yeah, it is. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the most annoying bloody thing about it. It's 100 empty kegs and trying to get people to pick it up but uh, in the summertime we, we raid from 100 to 130 140 and for a small space but we have a backyard area too which we're building and we're going to be putting bells solidly on top over on for the summertime and um, it, it just cranks it out it's just insane like day and night day and night and you know we've got to close a little bit early but then it gets filled up inside every night of the week it's great I'm blessed to thank and where is whatever. the Jeffrey? it's on 60th Street between 1st and 2nd So I uh, It was actually a great partnership We we had when we started the place We had Andy Friedman And myself Um, Andy's like the food and wine guy So we have a very good food and wine program And I'm the beer guy which he steps on my toes a lot for because we're both beer guys too. <laughs> but uh, And then we met up with our other partner, Steve, who wants to build it. And so we had a great great time building out that with negotiations of rent and all that. But it, it turned out to be really well, really good. And you know we're working on a couple of other projects and, and we're trying to get things going for ourselves. So It's a great place to get in trouble under the Queensborough Bridge. Yes, it is. <laughs> Duck boat. <laughs> it's underneath the Queensborough I Bridge. i
4: 4 a.m. As somebody who's like a bartender, it's nice to know if I get done at 2 a.m. There's some place I can go and hang out for a legit two more
3: hours. Yeah. Oh, no, we closed it. To. Oh
4: wait,
3: there you go. Only when I'm there, we stay open yeah. bit later. Oh, it's only <laughs>
4: <laughs> then I take it all back. Cheers! Well, this <laughs> is a little <laughs>
2: insight <laughs> into the uh, the specialty yeah, beer bars. go the four a.m. one, <laughs> and all the tough things you have. But it's tough work, isn't it? Oh, wow. But I mean, the more the more beer you sell, there's there's more cleaning to do. And- yeah,
3: there's always something. Like today, Colin and I, um, he's a manager, and my partner the Jeffrey too. And we're just, there's never enough hours in the day, ever. You know, like, we were getting ready for a we done a staff meeting this morning. We welcomed a new girl into the a crew. We are like, then we are like, going over different things. And then we were, like, oh, shit, we have an event tonight. We've got to, like, tap 12 kegs. And, um, you know, doing that. And then I make my own, uh, I started making my own beer flights out of a poppy von Winkle Barrel. So I was cutting that up all day, getting ready. We launched our beer flights tonight and, and just, Wait, like, what did just you make just paperwork.
2: It? Wait, what did you make your beer flights out of?
3: I made it out of a poppy von Winkle Barrel. A barrel, a barrel. Yeah, It's done two bars. I ripped the thing apart. It was actually Rob Morton, my uh, partner and manager down at Fool's Gold. I was leaning on it one night down there. I had a couple of pints of me, and the bloody thing just fell apart. I'm so kind what, of was, jumping on it. So actually. What, what, what are you
2: doing with the barrel? I Understand? Because you had all these these crazy things. Yeah. What we, did you do with the Pappy Van Winkle barrel?
3: I took it apart into what I, pieces of wood? Pieces of wood. They're right. about they're about three three to three and a half foot long. They're all curved, and I. Really smashed it up, and I made beer flights out of it. I
4: saw, I saw it on Instagram last night. It looked really nice. Yeah, yeah, it, like it looks four, good. Four, yeah. Four,
3: yeah, I'm not finished yet. I got, I got my Dremel kit. I'm like Dremeling like the logos of the bars and stuff, and you know, it's got it's a fan it's amazing. Huh? It does everything. It's amazing. Huh?
6: <laughs> it does everything? It's All right, we're going to
2: the Jeffrey tonight. All right, You're <laughs> taking me That's out. Good. All right, guys, we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
1: In 1996, El Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry.
2: Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Can't wait to have my pizza. Then we're going to the Jeffrey in the Upper East Side, Manhattan. We have a great time always on Beer Sessions Radio. We were talking about clean beer lines, we we're talking about Bells and uh, the Jeffrey. Patrick Donaker's here. And now we're going to talk about pet peeves of, of uh, people in the industry. So let's start with Lindsay. <laughs> I, I this think this came amazing. from uh this is where a the men's Bells journal article. Fired.
3: We need another shot at of-
2: what started was one of the men's journal writers asked me, what are the pet peeves when you're in your bar? And I said, I don't have pet peeves. I like my customers. But when I go out and the lines aren't clean, it, it kind of ticks me off because I, I really like good good beers on draft. So Lindsay, do you have any pet peeves as an industry person when you go out or or when people come into your bar?
4: Well, I'm going to start with this. Like, people always say when they're leaving the bar business or they're, they're going out to get something, they're like, no, I'm going to go get a real job. To me, being in the bar business is a real job. I love it. It pays my real rent. It pays – for me to go out to other real bars. Um, so that starts with that. So I feel like a lot of times when people are behind the bar or working for places out on the floor, there should be a certain amount of pride. And this is where like comes in like, where I want the beer to taste as 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 much as the brewer intends the beer to taste, I want my customers. So your to Your pet taste peeve that.
2: is that you you actually do have a real job, yeah. And I, I read Danny Myers, he, he's you know the owner throughout. of Union Square Cafe I'm and all that. He's got a great book about hospitality. I, in, and, I love this book. And way back in the '80s, I think that at that time, people didn't really take hospitality as a serious career. But I
3: can't wait to the movie. It's comes really out changed, to watch you
2: know. That. It's it's it, it is a serious career. What about what about for you, Yvonne? Do you have any pet peeves as a, a beer rep when you go out
6: <laughs> this could get me in a
2: lot <laughs> of trouble uh, um, patrick did you make that sound effect <laughs> do have, do dude I you irish guys are very creative my,
3: my, my friend dave uh, keeps on doing that when there's something about to come up you just go <laughs> yep uh
6: let's see <laughs> I, i'd say my pet peeve <laughs> in the industry uh when i go out to bars is bartenders who i don't know what, how, how how deep i can go with my english on this show but uh bartenders don't give a shit about the beer <laughs> I really—that's one of my biggest pet peeves. If if you've got an owner like uh, that doesn't that puts a tremendous amount of money into a build out, but has a beautiful space, pays a lot of rent, great location, um, great menu, great beer program, great liquor program, and then they hire uh, a, a server or a bartender who could give,
2: or maybe they don't even crap. like beer,
6: or they don't even like beer, and they're and they're talking to their customers and. and and it just ruins the entire experience of all the money that the owner and, and the managers and, and all the work that everyone behind them, even the reps coming and sell the beer, put money into. And if you have, I mean, basically in craft beer bars, a lot of the bartenders are educators at the same time. Um, if they don't care or they know nothing about it and they choose not to care, uh, that that's a real downer for me. That's um, a big red
3: flag too yeah. from an owner's point of view. Of like, you know, I send secret shoppers out to all my bars, and if I ever ever find that out about my staff, uh, you know, it'd be it'll be definitely a written warning saying like you know you got to get your stuff together we're like i send out books to my staff i send out we do beer training at the bars we're about to step it up now i've got a great guy ryan bedford on my team and you know he's managing yeah Jeffrey ryan's great yeah. buffalo yeah. guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know both of us are going to work a program too like staff training but all my staff takes such interest in what we pour you know it's 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 incredible i'm very proud and very happy to, with all my staff that work for me because they're all of them are fucking beer geeks. <laughs> they're just they're so into whatever I'm tapping next, and you know they're like, I'll, I'll send them an email. I like, go like, all right, these beers are coming up, or this event's coming up. You know, like I'm like, oh my god, please, can I be working that night? Or and then you get an email back later. Actually, actually, can I have that night off? I'm come and am going
2: will come. Well, let's talk about this beer. Did you bring this beer, Lindsay? Yeah, I brought it. So, talking to the mic, please. Sorry.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. So,
2: tell us what the beer is. It's pretty great. I've had some Cascade before.
4: Um, I've never had this one. I saw it and I was like, "Bring it! Bring it on Tuesday." Uh, yeah, it's cranberry. Uh,
2: Cascade Sun, Pacific Sun. Northwest. Who wants it's to talk about? Yvonne, what do you think of this? This is amazing. This is, they have a lot of different fruit lambics, right?
6: Yeah, this is uh, I'm, Pacific I'm, this is Northwest one of the breweries that I'm completely and utterly unfamiliar with. Uh, I only see it. It's like one of those white whales that you kind of see on the internet, and you don't really get to see it in New York City as much. And I just noticed a lot of it come into in, into the.
3: It was like hop Remember that years ago when we heard of it and <laughs> oh, no. <We> had it. <laughs> uh,
5: I'm not familiar with hop slam. No, I, I, I don't know what that there. is. What I do, do you think, Sean? Northwest style sour ale
2: interesting. It's you know, a, it's a, to me, it's a lambic. Time. I mean, it's yeah. it's a fruit lambic. And it Cascade is, but it's makes not too
5: fruity. I think they say Northwest because it does have a um, a drier sort of hop hop character. Yeah, Cascade are excellent.
3: ridiculously amazing. I love them. I see them when they come into the city. I buy everything I can from them. Um I have uh, their elderberry side sour was was mind blowing. So when when Lindsay pulled this out I'm like, Oh my god, yes, we're gonna drink some cascade tonight.
2: Yvonne yeah, let's open the other <laughs> the other growler that Jeff... so, oh yeah, So I know you have a lot of draft beers in your establishments. What about your bottle beer program?
3: Uh we we keep it tight at um at the at Alewife. We I think we have we have maybe um twenty bottles on a regular list and then we have a, a secret menu when, when we see a couple of uh, Beer geese come in we're like and they're ordering from our bottle menu we go hey do you want to see something special and we always have a good selection of canteon or ciders on this and and um what I like to see is I don't like to see a big bottle menu when I go there especially when there's a when there's a bottle menu with a lot of hops usually we do that as a bottle of the week and we get rid of our hops immediately when it comes in so this week at the Jeffrey we have a we have um Derunk uh ruse which is I had, oh no, sorry, Bink Ruse, uh from Kirk and Bink in uh, Br- just outside Brussels. We have that on uh, ours, our bottle of the week this week. Bink's great. Solid, solid so beer. So you get
2: in a couple of cases and you just try to sell it out.
3: <laughs> I bought 25 cases. Did you? from Jeffrey, because I fucking love this beer. It's amazing. I had it out at the. at the. Um,
2: That's what I'm going to have you tonight. Yeah. I love Bink Definitely too. Definitely share
3: that beer. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And, and you know, I. I my bottle programs are are good. We we have good cooler space, and we you know we try to push our bottles as much as we can. Um, I don't usually bring in many IPAs or double IPAs or anything with a lot of hops in them in bottle form because you know it's just going to go bad, and you need you need to move a lot more of them unless it's hop slam, which we sold like twenty cases in four days, which was <laughs> stupid. Um, but you know you wouldn't trust that otherwise. Usually in the bottle program, I keep a lot of stouts, big barley wines, you know, triples, doubles. I, it's a variety. It's a nice selection I have at each bar, and we we move through it quite a bit.
2: All right, man. And there's another Tool, How do you say it? tool Tool. Tool. from mm-hmm. Denmark. What's this other one?
3: This is uh, uh, the Black Ball Porter. It's it's sick. It's, it's this is really, really, yeah. really good. It's one of the best porters, in my opinion, ever made, ever. It's
5: got a bit of a boozy nose, but it's, like, yeah, so creamy it's, and, and, yeah, and it's easy drinking.
3: It's, the patas, What's the ABV on it? Does it say on it there? I don't look at ABVs. I go for the flavor. Oh,
2: <laughs> That's a good one. And, Sean, so for you, for a clean beer, is that the name of your company, Clean Beer Projects?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the name of my new like um, my new project. But my company is Draft Mechanics, LLC.
2: So in addition to, to cleaning lines and, and beer bars in the city, you've also helped set up uh, some line systems at breweries, right?
5: I have. Uh, I built the um, draft system at the tasting room at Finback Brewery most recently. But I, I do um, a lot of installs at bars, you know yeah. I did uh Livingston Manor in downtown Brooklyn I do all the Oaxaca taco places uh, those guys are blowing up they're opening places everywhere and I get to do little four line systems at all of them it's pretty that's pretty awesome
2: yeah, so staying busy well cheers to good good draft beer and one thing I like about having really good craft beer is that it's craft, not draft <laughs> and that's the other that's another whole other show about places with Eight to fifteen lines of draft that are just like crappy, you know, not really craft beer, but no, we don't have to talk about that on this show. But I, I, what I do care is that when I see a really good craft label and I want to see the lines clean, it means a lot to me. So let's let's keep talking about this. Patrick's been a leader. You got the New York City Beer Trails coming up. We're gonna to go to the Jeffrey tonight. New York State. New York State. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and right uh, next to
3: the good beer seal. Wherever you want. We'll be honored it to be right next to the good beer seal.
2: Yes, we hope so. And also with the clean beer project, we'll hopefully see there's quite a few companies in in New York City that are cleaning beer lines, and hopefully you guys can get together and create some little system that lets our consumers know: Did you get your lines cleaned? You know, recently, and maybe it's, yeah, it's that like, would be nice to have a little cooperation within the industry.
5: It's
3: like when be like you go into a, a restaurant or a bar and you see, like, you know, I know, I can just say for myself, you know, we have a, a list on the. A spreadsheet on every bathroom, like when was this last clean? Like, it'd be nice to see that in every bar.
5: You know, I've had the idea of having like a um picture frame with a yeah. little lock on it that every time it's coming cleaned, yeah. uh, only I have the key and I come and I, I unlock I think it. You I should mark do it, that. It I, should, I'm gonna run out of ink in my place. Yeah, it's like yeah. when
2: the exterminator comes. Well, Patrick, you just have to, you know,
5: <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, You're we your own god, Patrick. Need, <laughs> we definitely need to trust the bar owner to some extent. <laughs>
2: The joke I wanted to make tonight, which I don't think anyone gets, if you've ever seen The Hard Day's Night, there's a, Paul McCartney's grandfather is, they keep making a joke about how clean he is, and I never knew what that was about, but it was like the precursor of Sanford and Sons, and this actor was like living in a junkyard, but he was really interested in cleanliness, so i like to say for these boys, especially Patrick, the joke is, he's Mr. Clean from Hard Day's Night, because he's the (laughs) guy, he definitely wins the award of most caring about cleaning his draft lines. The sense that I don't really want to talk about it I don't it anymore, want to be the most <laughs> clean. I want everyone. I'd I don't want it to talk about it would, anymore.
3: I would do this. You know, it's important. I like, I like drinking in other people's bars. I want to drink good beer. I
5: agree. And uh, by the way, Jimmy, thank you for awarding me the Local Beer Year Award at your um, Brewer's Choice event. Well, you deserve
2: awesome. it, man, because you, you've ah, been promoting uh, Clean Beer Lines, and that's kind of the new. I think that's our theme for this year. I think this year, July Good Beer Month, we're going to have to recognize. I
3: got a couple of bars for you to sign up. I yeah, think you let, do. Let's make it the <laughs> new trend in craft beer. Clean yeah, lines.
6: I got a couple stadiums for you to sign up. <laughs>
3: yes, please.
2: And then Bell's in New York City. So the big story last year. Wrap it up. Oh you guys came to New York a year ago, and and it was bigger than any beer we we've ever had. Bell's launching. Larry Bell came on. We did a great show with him. You know, we talked about. You know. Well, a lot you know, it was an
6: honor. It was unbelievable. This past year has been insane. In, uh, we. Didn't expect to come in. No expectation to come in and bl- blow the doors off. There was no sort of, like, you know, mothership push to put the beer out there. We just wanted to come into New York, and we'd had a lot of fans for a, lot, for a number of years bootlegging our beer into the city. Uh, hey. and, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Doniger. <laughs> and uh, and and i be honest, myself included, I used to bootleg too hard in from in uh, in cases from Phil- from Philadelphia. All so what's the time.
2: what's coming in this spring? This spring, uh, those-
6: in a couple of weeks, we got our uh, we got Oberon, our, our big uh, our big American Hoppy Wheat Ale uh, launch. Uh, it's 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 the br- the beer that put us on the map. It's uh, what our what our fans are, are most rabid for. They love Oberon. It's it's a really easy easy drinking summer summer beer, uh, and it it signifies in the in the in the great in the Great White North the uh, the the coming thaw. Uh, it's a it's a baseball beer. It starts around. We usually release it right around opening day, and it goes all the way until the playoffs start. Usually, um, so it's it's definitely uh, that's that's our big release coming up soon. And like Patrick said, very kind of him to be pouring uh, our, our beer. In the, in the backyard of the Jeffrey this summer, which, if you haven't been there, Envelope, it's, please. it's awesome. Yeah, I'm just going to slide over. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been yeah, it's The been old
2: school moment. Irish ways of running a bar. We know about
3: that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about here. I,
2: no. I, I, I want to see you start. I want to see photos and tweets of every time you clean your lines. Cause... <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you should. You should Instagram it. Jesus.
5: Yeah.
6: I, I, I can. I gotta get more people following than ever. From a, from a business partner, a patron, and a friend of Patrick Doniger, I can tell you he's got some of the cleanest lines in the city. Fist bump! Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, all right.
2: Well, we covered something we haven't talked about before, so that's kind of new today. And uh, Lindsay, wrap it up. Tell us about the the new place you're working at.
4: Um, it's Bondurant. So it's on 85th and Second, close to the Jeffrey. Um, kind of little neighbors. Uh, they do 24 rotating drafts. Uh, Oh, not, not in my face. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it's exciting to be someplace new. I'm learning something. Um, they enjoy craft beer as much as I do, and we're both learning together and try to, like, get our ideas all on one same map. And it's, it's, it's great to be there. Congratulations. The people, Katie and Ryan, they're awesome.
3: And, and Bondurance is awesome. I've been up there a bunch of times. Um, great neighbors. And a deafness, like, just having, like, you know, between Jeffrey Pony Bar and Bondurance in the Upper East Side, it's, like, getting a little bit cozy.
4: Our own little beer trail up yeah. there. And we then, really last good.
2: pet peeve. If, if you're bartending, what is it something that you don't like that a customer asks you or does?
4: Um, can you top this beer off? <laughs> There's only a quarter left.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> They're like, this. Head is t- Well, it's a Belgian beer, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, that... that but then, once they come back and after a while they see everybody else, it's 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 that that probably is used. But like since like maybe about four years, that question does not come up as much. But yeah, can you top this beer off? They want it like basically like a martini coming over the sides. That's a
2: good one. I think we'll uh, do another pet peeve show. What's your lightest beer? That's my
5: that's oh, my favorite. Oh.
4: What's the most girly beer? <laughs> people still Love ask those one. questions. Oh, yeah.
5: Or when there's a quarter inch of head, and they say there's too much head on this. Can I get one with its beer all the way to the top?
2: That's yes, what she's gonna yeah. top of it yeah. off. That's all right. So terrible. I'm not gonna ask Patrick his pet peeves because he's got too I'm many of them. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to hear him anymore. So, all right. My this my is a great Tuffy, show. Tuffy, Tuffy. All right. Photos <laughs> here, but I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors, who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to Who's on the show here? It's like Lindsay, Patrick, Sean, and Yvonne for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks for our producers, Maggie Side, and Happy Birthday, and Justin Kennedy, Happy Birthday. Thank and you engineers, for us. Jack Insley. Thanks for listening. see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All Love right, you, John.
3: yeah. Woo. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.